hey, what do you call a podcast host with um, a really bad recording? Lori. It's just Lori. Lori. Yeah. Your name's Lori. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Done. Nailed it. Efficiency. What happened? So I was editing this week's episode. Before we get into anything else, Brandon, can you explain to me what happened in the movie The Challenge that we watched a month ago? Literally don't remember it. (laughs) Um, Can we talk about Survivor for a minute or do we not need to anymore? (laughs) I mean, what do you want to talk about with Survivor? I want to talk about how I did not like Edge of Extinction at first, but now I really like it and I just sort of have accepted it as this new show that I'm watching. Where Ethan Zahn just makes us cry like babies once a week. All week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm for it. It was like, I'm against it. I'm against it. Ethan gets voted. I'm like, maybe it's okay. And now we get to see maybe it's cool. Ethan and Tyson hang out. Hello, that's the best. Yeah, with Natalie there talking about how cool she is all the time. I'm here for yeah. it. Give me that edge. So this um, <laughs> this is where we just take over and we turn this into a Survivor podcast. Hello. Yeah, just erase the rest of this episode. Yeah. I mean, this is probably better for just us and nobody else. But yeah, the point of this is that maybe the audio was a little, we had the wrong mic plugged in, but still a good episode it sounds like i just so luke is was here from austin or he's on he's on the podcast while in austin yeah how do you say that i don't know i think you said it pretty okay. well and brandon's not in denver but close um right <laughs> colorado it sounds like i tied a tin can to a piece of yarn and just threw it at luke and then he took that and then he added an extension and then threw a can and a yarn at you. And that's how I decided to communicate with you both. Yes, which that's how we used to do it. But We're professionals. now, yeah, now we've got real uh, like Campbell's cans of tomato Name soup. Brand. So it sounds a little better. Yeah. So that's, okay. this is our cold open coming to you live from not New York City or my, well, actually my apartment. It's pot in this together. Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Potting This Together. We don't have an intro. The podcast where we haven't come up with a new tagline, but we no longer watch your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel movies. Not anymore. This week, we're watching The Challenge. It's Mary Kate and Ashley month. And this week, we have a super special guest again. Luke, hello. Hi, everybody. I was told that I should be the twin expert on this episode because I know some twins. So that's me. (laughs) So you've got the in. (laughs) I know what it's all about. Who is your favorite set of twins in the whole world? Probably Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger as twins in the movie Twins. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Somehow I would not have thought of that. This is why you're the expert. I know my twins. He knows his twins. Are you a big Mary Kate and Ashley fan? You know, I I really only watched their detective series growing up, but I loved that. But I was never really, I never caught on to the movies until now, today when I watched The Challenge. I only watched one of their mystery ones and I just remember that the answer, because I only had one on VHS that I just watched over and over again. And the answer was the parrot was stealing all the jewelry at the hotel because it was shiny. Spoilers. 
Oh my gosh, that's pretty good. It was really good. And when I was a kid, I was like, I feel like that's not fair. He wasn't listed as a suspect. Yeah, but... what a tricky ending. I mm-hmm. watched most of these when I was a kid. Pretty big fan of them when I was a kid. I don't think I'd ever seen this one, so. Oh, also, I never introduced myself. I'm Lori, I'm here. I'm Brandon, I'm here. You already did that. No, I didn't say I'm Brandon. <laughs> okay. Is Dual Star Productions Mary-Kate and Ashley's, like, production company? It is. Okay, that's pretty clever. Dual, there's two of them. Well, it seems like they maybe didn't make the best business moves with Dual Star to move the production company into the modern age, because it's really hard to find this movie. No kidding. I don't understand how it's so hard. I couldn't find it. It was, like, $15 on iTunes, but I couldn't rent it anywhere. I couldn't stream it anywhere. I couldn't maybe illegally get it anywhere. I ended up watching it on some, like, bootleg site and even that was like like, not great their whole head was like two pixels (laughs) as if it weren't hard enough to tell twins apart they made sure that we couldn't (laughs) you would think this would be like like owned by disney right now at this point i wonder why nobody's bought them i mean i mean i kind of know why (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like for nostalgia's sake I didn't love this movie, but I wasn't as upset about it as I was about some of our crappier decoms because I was like, oh, it's still Mary-Kate and Ashley. I'm fine with it. Yeah, this would be a, a big win for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, for sure. I would probably cancel my subscription if they brought this movie on, actually. <laughs> that upset, huh? <laughs> I hated this so much. It's been a minute since I've hated one like this. I prepaid for a year of Disney+, Plus and I would still cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, just keep it. Just keep it. <laughs> keep the money. You just to buy about... better movies. <laughs> This is about saying something. Okay. Oh my God. Lori, why did you pick this movie? I picked it because it sounded like a, in the early 2000s, Survivor was a very big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it still is to some of us. Mm -hmm. And there was a thing where every TV show had to do their like Survivor episode. There were a bunch of like shitty VHS movies of Survivor-ish episodes, stuff. I just feel like it was everywhere. And so it seemed like this would be fun kind of in that, because it was 2003. So it was still like maybe Australian Outback was happening. Um, yeah, Africa. probably like Africa. Yeah, I was super pumped. If there's a demographic for a person that should love a movie like this, it is me. I love reality spinoff TV show movie type things like this. Your bar's pretty low too. Don't you watch those Housewives? I unashamed <laughs> of that. I watch <laughs> the Housewives. I watch MTV The Challenge. I watch it all. Is MTV The Challenge based on this? Yes. Every season they have Mary-Kate and Ashley come back <laughs> and compete. <laughs> Only in that show they're required to get drunk and yell at people. I watch occasional like food battle shows, oh, which I guess a... are kind of reality. But yeah. I watch The Great British Bake Off, but I don't know if that counts. But let's talk about the challenge instead. In this movie, estranged teenage sisters who live on opposite sides of the country are brought together, much to their surprise, as teammates in the TV show The Challenge, a survivor-style adventure in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. It's a really shitty show. There's only like seven contestants. It's garbage. It's not, it's a, a scourge on the name of Survivor to say that this is like similar to it. Is this supposed to be like a one hour special or is this supposed to be like a whole season worth of like show? I think it's a whole season. Yeah. Because they mentioned that like various things lead to better ratings in different episodes. Oh yeah. It reminds me in our hometown, one of the radio stations, KFRX, would do this like I never really paid attention like they had a bus and I think you had to live in the bus to try to get a year of tuition or something or like ten thousand dollars yeah, $10, yeah. something like that where it would just be like some radio show doing a stupid challenge for two days 
that is so much better than this show. <laughs> watching people on the bus maybe peeing themselves. I would much rather watch someone pee themselves than watch Mary Kate and Ashley fall in love one more time. Well, okay, so it starts out and it's like a flashback or a flash forward to like, how did us city slickers get to this Mexican resort? Which like, they're not in the, they're kind of in the wilds, but they stay at hotels and stuff the whole show. So that was kind of silly. This is not how reality TV shows work. <laughs> We're supposed to be secluded. Okay, so one girl's fancy and it's like privilege, and the other girl's like a vegan, total privileged vegan. Yeah. Yeah, just two brands of privileged white girls, which really lowers the stakes because they're fighting for a college scholarship. But just by looking at them, you know, if they don't get the scholarship, they'll be fine. Well, at the beginning, we see Lizzie, the the non-vegetarian, the New Yorker, or not, East Coaster, she's, like, already in D.C. It seems like she already has an internship and stuff. Like, it seems like they're already in college. Yeah, I don't really know about that. All I know is that she did her production tape in front of, like, the Capitol building. Definitely not green screened. Like, she owns it? Yeah, no, not green screened. <laughs> she owns the actual Capitol building. She sleeps in Abraham Lincoln's lap at night. That's how, like, <laughs> in D.C. she is. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so the show is experiencing a ratings drop. I can't imagine why people don't want to watch six rich people like do lame contests. And so they need they need a way to, to boost those ratings. And they've decided that the best way to do that, the thing that will make the entire country tune in, is to have two twins fighting. Yeah, so this intern finds our audition tapes. He's like, look they're the same person and they're into totally different things and they probably hate each other. You don't watch Survivor, but like if you found out next season there was going to be two twins who didn't get on, get along well on it, would that do it? Would it make me start watching Survivor? Yeah. Absolutely, but <laughs> well, shit. like I said earlier, I love twins. So <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is my my alley that we're driving down here well okay so the next season of survivor there's going to be a twin on it but she's not going to be there with her twin would you still be interested in watching a twin without their twin just knowing uh maybe slightly less interested but not a whole lot less interested okay good their plan is pretty flawed and also i was surprised by how few people work on this show they've got the one intern who comes up with this plan they've got the host who's also like producing everything one lady with curly hair and then a camera guy it takes more more people to make like a college film than it takes to make this apparently national tv show this would air in the commercial breaks of mtv spring break oh i forgot about all those spring break shows from mtv did you guys ever watch mtv spring break no definitely not that's why i just referenced it <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard of it please explain it to me God, it was so good. They'd have like beach games and stuff. I remember there's a man named Dave Matthews who is not Dave Matthews. Really? Or no, maybe Holmes. I don't know very well. I can picture him in my head, but good. <laughs> I can picture him now too. But yeah, the the vegetarian. What's her name is Shane. And fun fact, no, I can't. I'll use that for a trivia later. So Shane is the vegetarian. Lizzie's the the businesswoman because you can't be both. They're complete opposites. Yeah, they both get casted, and one of them is running late. Like, 
production has already started filming. They're at their first fireside council, which is a better name than tribal council. But they're at their first one, and she like comes running in late, and then her twinny's like, oh my god, my twinny is here. And you're late, and we're already filming. This is probably why the show is tanking. Also, is it like filming live? Why can't they just like, <laughs> just not, I don't understand why. Yeah, no, it's not live. They probably could have just pushed production back like 10 minutes. <laughs> or like got her a car. Why is she showing up to it in a taxi that she drove from like across the country, I guess? Yeah. I like, I kind of assumed from the start that her being late was somehow manipulated by the production company because they wanted her to show up and for it to be dramatic but then that clearly wasn't the case because they never went into that at all we can pretend it was it'd make a lot more sense instead it's like hey random teen girl please take all these flights yourself to mexico and get in this random cab you're definitely not getting murdered (laughs) yeah okay so then they find out that they're on the same team and then these two teams of four are going to be competing and like the easiest challenges to win totems and whoever whatever team wins the most totems they all get scholarships or just one i think they all do okay there's only two rules there's a curfew that they don't really care about and then no romantic oh my god so there's only two rules <laughs> it's very important no romance i know this isn't real life and I need to remind myself of that because if you want a show to do well, you want romances. You want showmances. It's a whole freaking, there's a show based on only finding people to smooch and it's called The Bachelor and people and still Love like Island. it. Also and that one. 30 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance? X on the Beach. X on the Beach. I've never heard of that one. It's an TV show. <laughs> so <laughs> for what it's worth, that was stupid. <laughs> And it's also, like, every single Mary-Kate and Ashley movie like this, step one, the sisters don't get along that well. Step two, they're exactly two boys in whatever city they're living in. Step three, each of them gets one of those boys, but learns that their sisterhood is important. That's every movie. I mean, it's a it works. It clearly. does work, but, like, you can't say, like, no romance. Like, they could, I don't know. It was just weird. And also, wouldn't it have been better <laughs> to put them on different teams? Yes! Why are they on the same team? Because then they have to learn to work together. But it'd be better if they learned to hate each other more. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm watching yeah. for. It's funny that it's such a staple of Mary-Kate and Ashley movies that they get into romances that they just had to explicitly say like, okay, the plot device in this movie is that you can't fall in love. I feel like the writers were messing with us. I feel like at this point they're like, okay, Mary-Kate and Ashley are 16 or 17 year olds, however old they're at this point. You've watched 19 of these do you care enough to watch one more? And most like tween girls are like, yes, we do. We'll definitely watch this. Yeah. This time the love's forbidden. (laughs) Do we need to like introduce all of these loser cast members? Uh, Yeah, because it's really important and there's not very many other details in this entire movie. So this is where the meat of it is. Okay. Okay. Everybody pick who you feel represents your personality the most. Okay. And then we'll say it at once. Yeah. Oh, God, they're also awful. <laughs> they're really bad. <laughs> I think there's only one of them who's not awful. And that's Justin. Oh, I was going to say Charles. I was going to say Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are three of them who aren't awful. <laughs> okay, so we have Kelly. She's a competitive athlete, and she ate cockroaches and worms to prepare for the show. That really doesn't take that much gross eating. Anthony is macho and fearless and hungry, which is a weird adjective to use for a person. 
Um, <laughs> hey, that describes me to a T. <laughs> Zesty. Um, we have JJ, who's a triple threat. Or she, she's a triple threat. She's an actor, a singer, and a dancer. So she's basically, I don't know. Then there's Justin, who's into extreme sports. He's Brink. And he's strong in body and mind, and they make sure to say, and he's definitely in charge, because like that reference is good for the Mary-Kate and Ashley demographic. Charles is definitely in charge. Like, who got that? And then Shane is the LA woman, and she does key signs a whole lot. Even though that's more San Francisco, I think. Adam is the big A. I don't remember. I think he's like a surfer, but also is going to go to MIT. And then Lizzie is the, the DC girl. I don't think I could put a face to any of those names. I don't think anyone who created this film had watched a reality TV show before. My biggest complaint is that they put them up in this like bougie bungalow thing and like let them go out in public and hang out and talk to production. It's the Amazing Race. Ooh, that would have been fun. It's like Survivor themed, but there's no function. Like it's not an actual game show. They just do some challenges and then like prizes are getting. (laughs) How they're in a game, but there's no rules. (laughs) No rules, only right. They're also like starving, but it only is like a week, and it it doesn't seem. There's the thing with hamburgers later. You're really doing a good job at describing this movie. (laughs) They're hungry, but they're weak, and there's a hamburger. Yeah, okay. I mean, their parents both knew they'd be on, so that was like a betrayal. But really, their parents were like, we don't give a fuck, just get it, get away from us. You're both awful. We split you up, so we only had to deal with one of you at a time. I really like how in movies with twins, it's often a thing where the parents move away, and they're like, we just each, each get one, right? Yeah, let's split up these kids. That's what's best. But as a twin expert, I can confirm that that's a real thing. Is it a real thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So he takes off his glasses. Like, I'm not actually an, ex- an expert. I was wearing this. <laughs> it's Juke. It's been Juke all along. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> it's me. Okay. So they're doing this dumb challenge where if they lose, like, mashed up black beans get spilled on them. I'm fine with that. Beans are pretty delicious. Yeah. I mean, go beans. So they're answering questions and they're like, pretty easy questions okay hold on i have these questions are you ready ready okay who created spider-man stanley (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i I remember the second question i guess the one you're about to read laurie was really tough what is the unsaturated hydroxy steroid ketone that is formed by the oxidization of steroids macy's <laughs> no, Norsham Rack. <laughs> I want to change my answer. It is pregnalidone. Uh oh. What is the former name of Istanbul? Constantinople. And what is the capital of Switzerland? I don't know. It's Bern. That's the answer. I'm not oh. like. <laughs> I wasn't insulting you. And then the last one is what is the world's largest department store? And at the time of the movie, it was Macy's, but it's now a store called. Shinsegi. Called Target. <laughs> Target. So those were the questions. There was all, Then they did like a montage of more questions being answered, but they couldn't be bothered to write more trivia. So they just like did a montage. <laughs> Shit, what is more trivia? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they got one wrong, the bucket like got closer and closer to dump it on them. Yeah, and oh boy, did they get them wrong. Oh. Those crazy twins just could not agree. Mm-hmm. And that's when you just 
tackle the, the only rules are you have a curfew and no romance. So there's no rule that you can't just tackle the stupid twins and like put, not let them answer. That's yeah. They didn't say no fighting. Yeah. So jokes on them, I guess. But also beans are delicious. So maybe they were just hungry. <laughs> maybe she was hungry. Yeah. These challenges all sucked. The next one, they're like running through a maze with flippers on. Yeah, but it's like he's like, yeah, it took me about. 40 seconds to get through this maze we've made out of a bunch of teeny tiny uh, chopsticks and toothpicks. But there's a twist. You'll be wearing swim flippers and it's supposed to be horrible, but like they're not that hard to walk in. Yeah, and there are no rules, so they could just like plow through that maze. They could just eat through the walls. Down all the chopsticks. Or that. I mean, they find worse loopholes later. They do, (laughs) like hamburgers. (laughs) <laughs> the punishment is camping with a really, really nice camping setup in this beautiful desert with a beautiful sky. That's not a punishment. That was bougie. It was, and then like the city girl's like, just because I'm from the city doesn't mean I don't know how to pop a tent. But she's the only one who doesn't know how to put up the tent. So like, it literally does mean that. There's this whole like side story about how one of them is falling falling in love with the producer or the intern. But, like, the intern is leading her on, kind of, because he's, like, finding out her biggest fears to use against her later. Yeah. And Vertigo for the other one. Because he gets the one he's not falling in love with to, like, get him to tell her her secrets, too. And nobody else. No, no. doesn't get any fears from anyone else, just the twins. The producer is so obsessed with the twins. I don't understand why, like, that's, like, our show's not going to do well if we don't just fuck with these twins. I know. There are six other absolutely horrible <laughs> contestants. There's the one kid who's obsessed with Emerald, which dated this movie so much, which was not bad. What's he up to? The answer is shoes. I went to the shoe store, and there's an Emerald line of shoes. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Why? I Kitchens hurt your feet. Yeah, they do. Speaking of cooking, they have to do the staple gross food challenge. Yes. Which isn't that bad. No. It's like cat food, and the one girl's like, what? It tastes like tuna. And the production company's like, we can't believe she ate that. And also there's habaneros, which, I mean, they're kind of spicy, but, like, you just deal with it. It's not that bad. Makes your butthole fire turn to fire. (laughs) What was the grossest thing on that table? Um, There was fruitcake, and I guess that's bad. I'm fine with fruitcake. I guess they had, like, raw raw liver. I would eat raw. Raw liver wouldn't be great. No. Raw egg or raw liver? What would you rather eat? Raw egg. I feel like raw liver would be, like, gritty or something. That was an easy question, huh? (laughs) Yeah, the the guy who loses can't keep down the fruitcake and alludes to some, like, disastrous Christmas that he had, but then we get no explanation. Seems traumatic. I'm okay with not getting an explanation. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping that would be like the remainder of the film. <laughs> Delving into his like family. A trauma. very long flashback. <laughs> Ooh, they just turned it into a Christmas movie. There's a there's a challenge where they have to round up a bunch of animals. Cool. Okay. Moving on. They have to catch their own food from now on. And so she's like, I'm starving. Throw me a hamburger. And the production dude's like, No, I can't. And she's like, Trust me, just throw it here. And she goes, I caught it with my own hands. I caught my own food with my own hands. And then she takes like eight burgers back to her whole group including her vegetarian sister yes <laughs> yeah Come they on. like really did not take her vegetarianism seriously in this movie they could have like got them to throw them some fries i don't get it yeah they just like decide that she has to eat this and she's like i guess i'll go back on my ways because i'm starving in this bouge resort there's no options only burgers 
and she eats like seaweed or something and then they're all like nope we've got you covered we'll just give you the buns from our burgers i have a theory uh-huh every mary kate and ashley movie is only an excuse to get them a free vacation yeah all expenses paid they get a travel and they just kind of have to act they put zero effort into this movie. i mean it looks like they did some like baseline stunts or whatever but like yeah aside from that it seems like it was something that they weren't really taking seriously which is fine you know what the worst part is is when she throws the hamburger behind her back why because i just hated it (laughs) okay (laughs) all of the hamburger stuff was pretty bad but it did set up that like additional little romantic chemistry scene between her and the intern who tossed her the burgers. I'm confused why they're like even attracted to each other. I don't know. And also why is he a 17 year old intern for a major production company? I, yeah, it, cause especially when they only have room for four employees. And then there's like a bunch of scenes. They made a big deal earlier about how there's cameras everywhere except literally just not right outside the perimeter. So they're like, oh, everybody's leaving to go for a walk because the curfew law doesn't exist anymore. So as soon as they go out of the three foot radius where there's cameras, they can smooch all they want, kind of. Okay, I have to confess something. (laughs) I didn't know which one was which. Almost the whole movie. Okay. And then I thought the production... (laughs) I thought... Up until this point, the production, the uh, intern, was a contestant too. Oh, no, me too. Me definitely as well. I thought he was pretending to be a contestant. Same. And falling in love. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's a different guy. (laughs) Yeah, I did the exact same thing. So I don't think it's us. I think it's the movie. I picked up on it, but I was watching like way more closely than I should have been. Okay. And you're a twin expert, so you can tell the difference between not only every other person but also twins especially yes yeah okay. whenever anyone's near a twin i know who's who okay so they go outside and they're smooching and they're like shit we need a camera on these two lovebirds they're gonna kiss and that's they're illegal kick them out what yeah. <laughs> no wonder you don't have rating you're kicking everybody out when they kiss kiss but they don't catch him no i think this is the point where like they all hide underwater that's how they escape the cameras. They hide underwater in the swimming pool and then they pop out and they, they make the kiss kiss again. It's a good thing this water was so dark, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And you definitely wouldn't notice like four adult-sized teens like jumping into the water. <laughs> and, like, adult-sized holding. teens. How do they stay down under the water? Does so they don't work? catch them, right? They don't no. ever catch them. Well, some, yeah, they don't. Kelly does. The, yeah. the ultra-competitive... Oh, yeah, with her key. Yeah, she, she's got, like, her own little camera, and she takes a pic of the smooching. That's right. It's a classic Kelly move, though. Typical you know? I don't remember which one she is. <laughs> <laughs> she either has blonde hair or not blonde hair. But, so, Lizzie walks up first and sees them. She's like, you can't have romance. And then but she's holding hands with the other guy. And I wonder, like, they don't, like, they still talk. Like, they're all staying at the same hotel room. And the one sister is having romance with somebody on her team. Like, at what point does it count as romance? Like, if they know that they're, like, running around and stuff, even if you don't see a smooch, like, you don't need a smooch for it to be romance. According to this movie, you do need the smooch. Well, they're not going to kick you out for, like, thinking that you love somebody. But that's weird, right? Because you could just, like, be like, oh, we'll wait to kiss. Yeah, they need yeah, to they define the, the rules a little bit better than they did. How much can you touch before you got to go? 
like, what if they hug for four seconds? What if they're holding hands, but the fingers aren't interlocked? What if they're playing Twister? Is that romantic? What if they're eating a shared plate of spaghetti and they accidentally get the same noodle and then they like don't smooch but their mouth touch because they both are eating the same noodle? What if they accidentally say, I love you too, but they like just love the band? <laughs> Is that romantic? Kind of hot. I just, it's really hard to draw the line. <laughs> No, you're right. I, I think it's the main problem with this film. Maybe that the is, only problem. That is the only problem. If they had to find that better, it would have been a 10 out of 10 for me. I had never so. thought about that. But yeah, then there's a giant hiking challenge, and they like almost die, but it's like an hour-long hike. Wait, that's way later. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Number 18. I might have missed a lot of points oh. to be there. Is this not the where they get the helicopter? It is, it is where they get the helicopter. No, uh, I thought that was at the <laughs> very end. It's not. There's there like so much more. An hour after that movie, or after that point. Well, it's, I think you're thinking that there's so much more because everything is shown in montage for yeah. like the entire middle 45 minutes of this film. Yeah, this felt like, okay, I think I thought this was the finale because in the MTV, the challenge, they always have this giant hike at the end, like this like 20 mile, like, obstacle course thing and so i thought that this would be the end they outwit outsmart outplay outlast every single other person because they see a helicopter and they're like let's pretend like there's a bushfire and that we need rescued so they call emergency and they like find a helicopter how long until we get teen mom the babies are pregnant oh god i do not like that (laughs) well like the babies are grown up now delete all of that (laughs) (laughs) then they go on a giant off-roading bike with the boys and the camera people still can't catch them but like their job is to just film these people all the time well the problem is that they just have that one camera (laughs) (laughs) at the beginning they like show that they have like cctv and they're like you have a curfew but apparently the curfew is just like you have to come back eventually. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. This is what I mean. Any production, they would have like a tight rope on these contestants. Literally a tight rope. A, yeah. Yes, they'd have them harnessed to a bed. Or, God, <laughs> I meant just like to their bedroom. <laughs> I meant like in their house. Oh no. Why am I like this? Let's strap these teens to a bed and make them beg for a college scholarship. Oh, jeez. They would not let them off-road biking, is what I mean. They would not let them out of the beds, got it? Um, Jeez, I am delirious. But then Shane and Adam, I think Adam's not the right name there, because I think Adam was the surfer guy. It's not important. Shane and her boy get disqualified because Kelly took the pictures of them smooching. And what is this devastating punishment that comes with the disqualification? It's bullshit. Neither of them can compete in the next challenge, but the challenge is standing on a post and playing Simon fucking says, and she's like, you can do it without me. It's like, yeah, of course we can. It's an individual challenge. I don't need you. Brandon, she's really good at yoga. Oh, but so the other one learns how to do yoga. <laughs> Neither learns how to stand. It's not even like a skinny post or anything. I thought this was going to be like 50 feet up so that she was like scared of heights. That would have made sense. It's like a foot up and they're standing on a pole. 
touch your head, put your leg up, and then at the end she does some like warrior pose shit, and then like everybody else fall. Everybody's hallucinating, even though it's been like forty minutes. You know what's the dumbest part about this is they're playing Simon Says, and at one point he just says touch your nose, and they touch your nose, and he's like, I didn't say Simon Says, ha ha ha, and, and then like, uh-huh. no one's disqualified. No disqualification. No points deducted. But the Mayans came out on top again. They gained another totem. At this point, who's counting? Who cares? But so the other team like loses a challenge and there's always like a small little punishment. And this one is that they have to like ride on a yacht wearing like some dumb looking hats. And make guacamole, which is a really fun hobby. Yeah, I do that for fun. And I always wear stupid hats. Yeah, as seen now. I'm it's pretty dumb. I look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. And the other people got like mimosas, like virgins mimosas. So they were they had like orange juice. <laughs> it was just orange juice. <laughs> and then the, the intern comes clean. Oh no. And he's like, it was me. They're like, what? The one that decided to put both of you on the show. And they're like, how dare you put both of us? How dare you give us both this opportunity? How could I be so stupid? <laughs> he's like a producer. Like his job is, or he's an intern. And the intern's the head job. Intern. Yeah, he's the boss boy. His job is to make, obviously he had a hand in this. Like you both know that, I don't, I don't understand. I understand. How could she be so stupid? And he's like, I'm really sorry. I just am so hurt. It was really good acting. It was really good. And he said like, I'm crazy about you or something. And then she shut him down. She, yeah. she said, I don't even know how to feel about you right now. Yeah, and then she punched him in the nose. Yeah, it would have been great if there were more of these sincere conversations happening to the wrong twin. <laughs> like, well, and then he had to do it over you. again. <laughs> me. I watched an entire movie of that. Really? Like, well, well, I thought you were Shane. I'm sorry, um, uh, Lizzie. And then he goes and has the whole conversation again. <laughs> yeah, this movie could have been twice as long. <laughs> I <saw it laughs> and everyone wants that. I never want to leave the world that they've crafted for me here. Okay, so it's like time for the big final challenge. And it's just basically like they got to go on a wave runner and collect a flag. And it looks like so much fun. Like, looks like hella, hella good time. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> they have the, the wave runner thing. And then there's like a tall bridge scene. And one of them is afraid of heights, which we learned about three hours ago. Oh, yeah. So this was the fear that the intern leaked to their, like, producer. The but show only producer. mess with the team, the twins. It got one of the, the twins all up in a bunch because they just couldn't cross this tall bridge. Brandon, how do you feel about this bridge scene? It feels good. This is probably my favorite, like, obstacle. Like, having to cross a bridge like this seems like something they would do in any other show. It seemed, I would like to do that with the harness and stuff. Yeah. I would do it. And then one of them, they have to walk across the thing with snakes under it. That was dumb, because if you slip and fall, that's, like, bad for the snakes. And you could lose one twin, but you have a backup, so I mean, you're fine. Yeah. I have a question for you, too. So the, the very start of the movie was this bridge scene, the flash forward. If they had actually just started the movie there and then not flashed back again and just continued forward from the bridge, do you oh. think it would have been a better movie? Yes. It would have been, they could have just extended everything at the end into a two-hour movie. And I would have liked that. <laughs> yeah, the, the final challenge was really the only place where it felt like there were any stakes whatsoever. Yeah, except for the parts of the movie where one of their prizes was actually getting a literal stake. So I guess it doesn't feel like the only stake in the movie, <laughs> does it? 
Now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, you should. This is our podcast. You can't come in here and talk about steaks on our <laughs> Yeah, turn that right around on you. How dare I'm you? sorry. I this only know movie. twins. I don't know steaks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. This felt like the only important challenge. Well, the, the Mary-Kate and Ashley team win. That's what that team's called. And then they get their boys. And then, but then we find out, huh? I didn't know the other one was going for a boy. I mean, every time they tried to run off for secret smooches, they each had a boy with them. I thought they were the same people. (laughs) (laughs) So when there were four people on screen, and there was a Mary-Kate with a boy and an Ashley with a boy, you thought it was... (laughs) I thought I had a migraine, and I was seeing, like, double vision. Did you think there was only one one of the Mary-Kate and Ashley duo in this film? I just thought one was irrelevant. Do <laughs> you think that it was Lindsay Lohan-ing, where it was just Mary-Kate being two? No, I knew there were two different people on screen. I just okay. didn't, I don't know. I don't, I, there's, I don't know. Okay, so yeah, but they both <laughs> do get a boy. And then the other team loses, but it turns out basically on that team, everybody's getting a scholarship some other way anyway. One guy's just casually like, oh, I'm getting a baseball scholarship to Stanford. I did like that JJ was cast on basically the American Idol version in this reality. Yeah. Good for her. She was all right. Kelly didn't get anything, but she does lend them her camera. And she's like, I'm sorry, I was a a duty butt. You know what she did get? She got her comeuppance because she fucking lost like an idiot. Sorry. (laughs) She was so mean. To be fair, like if you're a contestant on this show... And you're like, oh my god, I need this for a college scholarship. And the production is clearly centered around two twins who are on the same team hating each other. Like, who yeah, aren't, like, true. taking it seriously at all. Who are just trying to go sneak off for smooches. You'd be a little bit mean. I'd probably be a little mean, too. But we still hate Kelly. We, I mean, we do. It's inexcusable. Okay, cool. Yeah. You don't go against MKNA and, like... Live. Not here for me. <laughs> <laughs> the fan club is going to hear about Kelly. Yeah. I just hate the rest of this. So okay. I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> so they take Kelly's camera and then they they go up to Max, who I guess is the showrunner guy. Mm-hmm. He's been a jerk behind the scenes this whole time. They're like, hey, can you give us a picture for our friends back home? He's like, oh, sure. But they position him right below the big pot of beans Uh-oh. which is for some reason it's been refilled with Thank more beans you. why did they refill it with beans <laughs> who needed to do that i don't know i mean i i like that there's someone out there just with a lot of beans who knew exactly where to put them I, the only thing i can think is that this is like a week-long thing and so they refill the beans to get ready for the next cast so the challenges never change on this show it's just always beans all the time it has to be all beans all of the time. <laughs> oh boy. Lori. Yes. Why did they refill the beans? <laughs> well, only one team got it dumped on them. No, there was only one thing of beans. No, there was two. I mean, we didn't see that, but I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, I thought it just tipped in different directions. I thought it just either tipped left or right. So you're telling me nobody emptied the beans? They just left the <laughs> prop set up for a, two weeks? <laughs> either way, it's disgusting. <laughs> Hey, maybe yeah. one guy, maybe it's just been like, maybe that's, if you went to a really bougie, what are they called? Where you go to a hotel. Bean store? No, a resort. <laughs> bean emporium. A, be- a bean emporium. 
like, I, I like a good, like, what if you could go there and one of the features was instead of having, I'm not remembering any words, uh, the grills that they have at some Chinese places, a Mongolian grill, hibachi. except instead of a hibachi, it's just a whole thing full of nice warm tortilla chips. And then you have one container full of beans and you have one container full of like sour cream and then another one that's full of like miscellaneous veggies. And then you can just pull the thing and dump like a big jug of toppings onto the nachos. Tell me that wouldn't be good. Are you hungry? <laughs> have you eaten today? <laughs> you just went off <laughs> about a bean a nacho bar. It's called a nacho <laughs> bar. <laughs> you asked me why the bean thing would have been full. That's my answer. <laughs> You just explained what Qdoba is. <laughs> what Qdoba have you been to where there's like a giant jug of toppings that you pull on? This week's episode is sponsored by Chipotle. Um, okay, yeah. So they get a picture of him getting beans dumped on him. And then we get the best part of the movie where it gets really, really meta. And so this is the last Mary-Kate Ashley straight to video TV thing. And so three boys it's like a weird amount of boys for how many movies they did where they had boys three of them show up no and they're like i thought we had something you have to say it from the beginning the one boy comes up and says you're the first person i've ever loved and mary kate or ashley says that's the first time any boys ever said that to me and then another boy walks in from like passport to paris and lies like no i said that you're the first girl i ever loved and then another boy walks in from like Passport to London and is like, <laughs> no, you're, I, you're the first girl I ever loved. And they bring back all the boys. Only three boys. And then they're like, Mary-Kate and Ashley are like, oh, well, I just said that because we were filming a movie together. And it's like this weird blurred reality. I like it. I may have teared up because after this, they show a montage of a bunch of scenes from Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. And I was just like, my childhood's over now and not 16 years ago. Like, I had all the feels for it. I'm confused. But, like, did they ever go to college? I think there was a show. They did stop acting pretty quickly after they became adults. So did they actually get those scholarships or what? (laughs) 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 Mary-Kate and Ashley were like, we thought this was like a a real all the rest were movies but this was real we need the money how are we gonna go to school yeah no for real well that's the thing they like shatter this wall and it's In like a way, oh. it just totally didn't make sense how they did it because they abandoned the characters they were playing and all of a sudden became mary kate and ashley you know what i mean and they basically said hey everything you just watched was a movie so you're telling me that when they filmed passport to paris they filmed passport to paris as the girls in this movie, not as Mary-Kate and Ashley. Yes, I understand. Do you... (laughs) Understand? I mean, so even if they made this whole movie as Mary-Kate and Ashley, that's like a a burn on them. Because then they're saying, we're completely aware of how terrible this movie is that we just made yeah no i think that's 100 i think this movie they were just like well we have one more left in our contract let's get it out of the way also i want to go to mexico but don't they own the production company dual star they do but they also started it when they were six so i don't know how 
So they wrote themselves into this shitty contract <laughs> and I then mean, stumbled their way out of it. <laughs> considering, considering that they would have been like 12 or something when these movies started being made, I would not be surprised if they were like, I don't know how it works, but I feel like they did not want to be doing this. <laughs> well, it made my brain hurt. It seriously still has me confused. The end of this movie is one of the weirdest, wildest things I've ever seen. It was like, as soon as they did the scene, then it was just like, cut. Now it's all bloopers and behind the scenes stuff. Like as soon as the fourth wall is broken. Right. That I understand what a montage is. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. The part we're talking point. about is not a montage, to be clear. Yeah, look, I'm a twin expert and I understand what twins are. <laughs> like twins playing twins who maybe weren't real twins, but maybe were. I don't know. That's that's too much twinning even for me. And that's how Mary Kate and Ashley's legacy ends. No, they did other movies after this. This was like the Street to VHS. Oh, okay, I understand. So, would you guys watch this again, and would you recommend people watch it? I would not willingly watch it again. Like in what what in what pardon in what scenario is somebody forcing you to watch it? Right now. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe if my evil twin Juke were in here holding a gun to the back of my head. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's my you might movie. watch it. You'd consider it. Okay. And then would you recommend people watch it? Not willingly. Same scenario, I would probably recommend it. I am upset because this, like I said, is right up my alley. This is something I should love. I should have loved this movie. I would not ever watch this again. I would never recommend somebody watch it. There are so many other Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movies to watch. I wouldn't watch it again, probably. I don't. I could see having like a, a lame, like, girls movie night and picking a different Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precise. precise. I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I'm fine with it. It's, I think, kind of self-aware. They were clearly just making the last one of these that they had to make. I'm not too upset about it. I didn't hate it as much as you did, but I also didn't enjoy it. You can tell they had fun. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell they were probably Survivor fans. It it gives me the impression, like the feeling in my tummy that you get when you're working Black Friday at retail, where you're just like excited. Like you, you tell all your customers, you're just like, yeah, hi, welcome. We're all excited to see you here. And then on the inside, you're just dying a little bit. And you're like, okay, I just gotta like do two more hours and I'm free. What a department store are you talking about? Macy's. Or maybe Nordstrom Rack. The bean store. <laughs> the bean emporium. Bean emporium. What did we learn? Oh, God. I learned that romance only counts if you smooch. I learned that if you have a twin, you should really love them with all your heart. I learned that for some reason, not everybody likes getting beans dumped on them. <laughs> I like beans. I like men. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to like? Uh. <laughs> um, okay, we'll do two truths, two, 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 two truths and a goof, and then I'll burn this recording. <laughs> We should watch a very goofy movie and call it Two Troops and a Goofy Movie. Ooh. And a Goof Troop. It's really good. It's better yeah. than this movie. Well, I figured you would have these, like, ready to go. I kind of do. So I was explaining, it was hard to find literally any information about this movie. 
like all the trivia on IMDb was just like Mary Kate Ashley facts, and some of them are depressing now. Number one, this is the last directed VHS slash TV Mary Kate Ashley movie. Number two, at age six, Ashley and Mary Kate became the youngest producers in history. Or number three, Ashley is younger than Mary Kate by about two minutes. It's going to be like by about three minutes, actually. <laughs> um, well, number one is definitely true because yeah. you just said that. Yeah. And I do not believe they're the youngest producers because I feel like that falls under like somebody else. Yeah, there's got to be some baby out there. Yeah. Producing up a storm. Like Kali, not Kali, DJ, what's his name? I don't know. Khaled. Khaled. Yeah. His is kid. Is he a baby? Oh, his kid. <laughs> Yeah, that baby wears really nice suits. Yeah. He's got to be producing. So I'm going to say the third one is... Oh, the second one's the goof. They're not the youngest producers. I think I'm going to agree with that. Although three minutes, you said three minutes. I said two minutes. That's like pretty quick. Pretty quick turnaround on those twins as the twin expert. And if there's anything I know as a twin expert... (laughs) If there's anything I know about Lori... She would find a truth and goof it up by changing the number by, like, one minute. Like, look, it's hard to push out a baby, I've heard. Can you do that in two minutes? A second I, baby? Maybe or were cesarean. they C-section babies? I'm yeah. not sure, yeah. I'm saying three is the goof. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do I need to give you guys a couple more seconds to decide it's the first one unanimously? No, three is the goof. Okay, three is the goof, but not it's not a time thing. I didn't change the number. Mary Kate is younger than by two minutes. What? Oh, wow. I flipped the names. Dang, their mom can really squeeze them out. Damn. That's it. I don't is think there... we do anything else. I don't think so. Is there anything anybody wants to say? I'm I just want to say thank you guys for watching this movie. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so yeah. sorry. Luke, we'll have you on for like a good movie. Maybe when we do The Irishman. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's a three-hour movie, isn't it? Six-hour podcast. There you go. <laughs> Let's air it live. Yeah, I think I'm going to be busy that day. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. Is there anything that is there anything that you care to promote? Um, I have a podcast that releases on a very rare weekly occasion. It's called Pitch Hunt, and it's a movie podcast where... We make movie pitches based on a theme for the week. I think the last one we published was Mean Girls themed. Ooh. Um, So yeah, if you want to hear some Mean Girl movie pitches, check out Pitch Hunt. I think we're about to watch Mean Girls. We are. In the future. Would you have ever imagined pitching a movie this bad? I think I probably have. Okay. But only because I put no prep work into the pitch. Do you do that typically or is that your mode of like getting in the zone is you just um, like typically i do put in some prep but if i'm feeling lazy or if i just there was one week i thought that the theme was something that it wasn't oh, no. so i planned something else oopsie we don't really put as much thought into the podcast as we should but give it a listen anyway I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a resounding review from somebody on the podcast <laughs> i think that's the best kind brandon where can people find us well if you want to find us don't look twice. It's not a challenge. Oh, God, I lost it. Lori, if people want to find us, where can they find us? Uh, Podmas together at gmail.com. Instagram is Pod Together. Twitter is Pod Together. 
Facebook, just search for Podding This Together. iTunes, leave us a review. Spotify, also leave us a review. And Google Music, do people listen to podcasts there? I don't know. If you do, you can leave a review, though. Do it. Bye. Goodbye.